Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the awesome Samia Morsley. We are talking about internships as part of the PhD process and we talk about the pros and cons of that. And We also talk about Samia's love affair with zebrafish. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Samia. Hey. This is so lovely, and I'm I'm so grateful. I've just said to you, I'm really grateful that you just responded mm. to this random person emailing you saying, "Will you talk about your internship experience?" And you were very mm. generously said, "Yeah, of course." So thank <laughs> you so much for that. Um, oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thanks for uh, the invite. I'm always so appreciative of people giving mm. up their precious time um, to talk about their experiences because I know that it's mm. really helpful for, for other people. Sure, 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 sure. And as I just said to you, I think I'd, I'd asked people what they wanted to um, have podcast episodes on, and the idea of of PhD internships came up, and so and so I was really keen to sort of serve that need or desire. Um, so that's what we're going to get into. Great. But before that, I'm going to ask the question that I asked everybody. In terms of, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey into the PhD, and out the other side? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's quite quite a fun story. It's nice reliving uh, <laughs> reliving this period. So I went through. Uh, I was in the, at the University of Sheffield for um, for the for the whole shebang actually, and uh, did an undergrad in uh, biomedical science. Um, and at that point, was was just in love with understanding about human disease and how we're trying to to improve people's quality of life. So. I uh, at that point was quite interested in, to, in pursuing a PhD, um, but my grades weren't really good enough um, in my final year to be allowed to do a, a research project, which is part of um, the third year for the top students. Right. Um, but I overcame that and Love volunteered it. in a summer uh, uh, for in in a summer period um, with a lecturer that I worked that I knew previously and uh, spent the summer with them, got some research experience and then went and did a, a master's in translational oncology instead. Um, so more about cancer research and the translation in, in t- from bench to bedside, as they say. Wow. Um, so that involved a six month research project as well uh, in the University of Sheffield, where I started uh my love for working with zebrafish which is uh, <laughs> my, my model organism um the love so yeah so so the the lecturer who used to teach us about um zebrafish and and uh, their use as a model organism for understanding basic biology of the immune system um he was called uh, Stephen Renshaw, and and I had quite a good rapport with him. I, I I liked him a lot as a lecturer, and I kept in contact with him after my undergrad. And um, essentially, during this master's period, I I applied for a lot of PhDs, had a lot of interviews, um, and I was feeling a, a bit of despair, sort of right. not knowing because I wasn't getting getting through to right. the the point that I wanted to. 
I was getting good comments, but you know, other people were 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 slightly getting ahead of me. Right. Um, and one one evening, I was I remember being on the phone to my mum, and she uh, was like, "Oh, what about this lecturer that you really like, Steve Renshaw?" So I was like, "Yeah, I best drop him an email." And, and so weirdly enough, when I got off the phone from my mum, I'd got an email from him. <gasps> oh, me I love Yeah, which was literally the following day. Synchronicity. Um, so it was, it was very odd. Um, so, uh, and this was about using zebrafish, but more in the context of aging, studying this um, cellular response to stress called senescence. Um, so I went and interviewed for that literally the next day. I, I was I was doing my lectures in the day for my masters, and then I had my suit in my bag. Wow, so and, and and got the position. So that was great. Um, I started in. 2015 and had a, a four-year internship uh phd um which was with the bbsrc white rose dtp doctoral training program and as part of that they had uh, a mandatory internship requirement so mm. that sort of <laughs> led to me having the internship but i'm extremely glad that we had that component of, right. of the phd right Right. Yes, because for some for some places there's there's a kind of option to, and as you mm. say, in some places you have to. Mm, mm, um, and I think then some people think, well, shall I actually apply for this? Because I don't know if I want the internship or not. Yeah. Um, and so, amazing. And so, um, and we're going to come into that experience and what that was sure. like, and then and then what happened, and then just tell us the, the 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 next bits for you after that after that PhD experience. Where are you so, now? So now I'm at the University of Cambridge. Um, which is quite close to where I did my internship, actually. Um, so I was sort of familiar with the place. Um, and now I'm at the Early Cancer Institute, uh, working in the Munoz Espin lab, where we study the role of these senescent cells in the initiation and progression of um, lung cancer. So that's where I am now. I've been here since the start of 2021. So it's coming up on, on three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of a rocky period in between finishing the PhD, as I'm sure okay. most yeah, people yeah. had with, with COVID, yeah. uh, where I sort of had a couple of short um, postdoc extensions from my PhD, but then was furloughed a lot. And, right. But right. we made it through the other side. Amazing. Amazing. And I, what I love about your story, I love the shout out because we always love shout out to people. <laughs> um, and especially also a shout out to your mum as well. Mums know, oh, right? Yeah. Mums know. Yeah, she um, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also this sense of it wasn't necessarily an easy road, and the the the, the, the um there were there were a lot of um applications, but that sense mm-hmm. of tenacity and knowing that you were in love with zebrafish, you wanted to do this work, um, and the, this kind of tenacity which has has served you well, um, yeah. and yeah. So I I love that part of the story, and that mm. then you're you're ending up doing the work that you love doing. Yeah. Um, and that's not true for everybody, but I think what's important to remember, especially when you're at a place where you think it's not really, it's not really working for me just now. That sense of kind <laughs> of things can things can change, things can shift. Sure. Um, so amazing, amazing for all of that. Um, so now we can jump back then into this internship experience, which was a mandatory experience. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how that kind of evolved and um, what it was like. 
Sure. So, though, so even though it was mandatory, it was very flexible in in how you could do it. I think the the period so the period of the PhD was four years funded, but in, the internship was uh, around three months, and it could be right. taken at any point um, during the PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it took me some time to get settled with the research and things like that. So I yes. I ended up arranging it um, at the end of my third year. Mm. Uh, which I think was quite a good time. I sort of was confident in my work. I'd got some results, and um, it was. And I also needed a, <laughs> a slight change of scenery, a bit of a break to, uh, to come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that so that it was very useful for that as well. That makes a lot of sense, and I think that really good advice in terms of that sense. Because and I would love what you said there in terms of getting some results. Because what you don't want to do is be away and be fretting. You know, I'm behind. Yes. I'm not doing the thing. So the sense of getting to a place where you feel confident in the work that you're doing, and as you mm. say, it gives you a bit of a it gives you a break. It gives you a whole different energy. I think that's what yeah. I've heard from other people who have done internships. Yeah. But tell us about your internship. Tell us about yours. So you, so you, sure. it was third year. It was third year. Yeah, so it's third year, and you can arrange it um, with anyone you want, as long as it's not to do with the current research that you're doing now. So this okay. is what I mean by it being really, really flexible. Right. So in in terms of my decisions in the run up to it, I was sort of questioning myself: what type of thing um, do I think I'm good at? What what strengths do I have outside of research? Mm-hmm. One being that um, I. I quite a chatty person quite sociable person and I like talking about research to my friends and my family so I, I was thinking of that perhaps something to do with science communication and public engagement could be could be something that um that I might find useful and maybe even a potential career path in the future yes so I was sort of taking these into account and um I was at a conference so the first conference I went to my PhD which was at the Welcome Genome Campus uh, near Cambridge um and I think it was here where I met who was going to then be my uh, my boss in my internship um she's called Tosita Croucher and she runs the public engagement um division at Abraham at the time I'm not sure she's still there actually but yeah, so I I met her there. I was using my my chatty sociable <laughs> personality to, to network, and um, she actually ha- had gone to university in Sheffield as well, and was giving oh. a talk in Sheffield. So when she came to visit, she sort of gave me a uh, an informal interview in Sheffield, and then I went to visit um, the the department. Uh, and a more formal interview so it was more like an official job process right, um, right and they thought it would be useful for us to be to to carry out this internship where i worked in the public engagement department of um, the babraham institute i think what's what's useful about that what you're saying there is i think it's not like doing work experience from school is it no <laughs> and you kind of go i'll oh, just trot off and have a look around that yeah. actually and what can be brilliant about it isn't it is that it can be a, a kind of trial run that you do get that experience sure. of making contact with someone, going through that process, um, yeah, sure. and developing relationships. Amazing. So that so that process was was um, sounds like it was quite a pleasant one. Yeah, <laughs> for you. it was indeed. Yeah, I, I, I appreciated the experience in in terms of um, getting it myself. It felt like yes. something that I I earned. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was it was. Um, it was great. So I sort of packed up my bench work and moved down to Cambridge um, uh, to work at the Babraham Institute. And we, we got stuck right in straight away. I remember they have 
had like weekly meetings on a Monday morning and they said, right, we're going to going to school, like some primary schools nearby on Thursday. So severe, you're going to help running these classes and things like that. So (laughs) they really put me in the deep end and it it was, um, I was, I remember being terrified, but it was, it was great to get really stuck in. Um, So, so the side of, there were sort of three main things that I was involved with in in that uh, internship. And I ended up staying nearer to four months actually than three because i was really enjoying it um and it was running up to christmas anyway um so the first was to um work with schools and show them the so it depended on the level uh with primary schools we'd sort of get them engaged in science and show them how to extract dna from a strawberry and and things like this um and showing them about different um Show them about different sound frequencies and where the kids can start hearing the high frequencies. Where, uh, to myself, I couldn't hear it because I'm slightly older than them. Yeah, uh, and things like that. They, so that was very exciting. We went to different schools, um, but I also worked with with sixth form students as well, where I was more developing resources about um, showing the almost showcasing the research that they do at the Babraham Institute, which is predominantly around. Uh, aging research um, and understanding the processes of what happens when we get older Um, and a lot of it is to do with the immune system um, and epigenetics so what happens to which genes have been switched on and off and how that changes over time so with the sixth form students I was more developing teaching resources and things like that right so so it was very interesting that it was it was extremely different job depending on the audience that we're aiming for yes Yes. Um, additionally, we we also looked at um, there was a as part of Horizon Europe, uh, which I believe we're back in now. We're back in today. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. Dude. Who knew that being in a European <laughs> organisation was a good idea? Who knew well, that? No, yeah, oh, you could never have guessed, could you? <laughs> but as part oh. of them, they have something called um, uh, the European Researchers Night, I think, something along that. And the Cambridge leg of that was called Life Lab where we went out um, and did lots of activities in Cambridge and nearby nearby in uh, Peterborough. Um, so that was great, like for really face-to-face with the public, um, mm-hmm. families just out on the day out. I remember reading uh, reading stories to, to young kids in the library um, to get them passionate and insight, excited about science. It was, it was great. I remember some of them uh, grammatically correcting me. <laughs> which is quite funny Uh, but yeah so there was that side of it um and the third was actually developing these teaching resources uh to be available online for people to use so so that's um that's on the babraham website now under teaching resources so um yeah those are the sort of three aspects that that i covered and i i loved it really i enjoyed i enjoyed disseminating the science and and it was a really good learning process for me and and showed that there's something I could do if uh, academia doesn't work out which I was being told is is quite possible right right but at the moment I'm keeping my tenacity and <laughs> continuing to try it out you're so staying we'll... in you're staying in but I think I think right. this this sense of an opportunity as you say to explore something kind of tangential to yes. your work I think can be a really precious part of that internship experience can't it yeah yeah totally yeah. And and being able to uh develop 
professional skills as we're always mm. being told this is good to do but it is it is good to do right it is good yeah, yeah absolutely and I think having that that sense of from from what I can hear that it, what excited you is about that kind of connection with the real world and with um, yeah. the public and that sense of kind of being energized by seeing how the work that you were doing has an impact because I think on a PhD journey that can become really difficult in those in that kind of that messy middle into that final stage where you're like what am I even doing here yeah yeah you get so stuck in in your in your um small little area and it's and and it can be really good to see the big picture again and it's very motivating and yes um, yeah I mean even even staying in uh, academia now it's still been an extremely useful experience um having I mean I remember taking after the internship I uh, ran a seminar where I was sort of teaching people back in Sheffield about public engagement, um, other researchers, I mean, and um, was invited to give a talk on the topic in a conference. And so I've really taken in those skills, um, even though having not necessarily gone into public engagement full time or, or yet anyway, um, I think it, it's still been an extremely valuable experience. So it, we've we've given a very positive spin and we've said all the good <laughs> things. I'm just wondering if there's anything that you were like, mm, not so good, or I'd do it differently next time. Mm, yeah, it's a it's a good question. So so what was quite interesting was that I I though I loved that dissemination of research on that side of it, I wasn't um so enthused um about just solely doing the the public research and i suppose talking about other people's uh research that they're doing right i really missed actually being right. a part of doing doing the research as well right um as as so so that was a, a learning point for me and that i'm not sure whether i would do it full time as a career personally okay. because i really missed the, the research side of it as well, you know, where you're right. actually cracking these questions and finding out unknown things. Um, yes. yes. So yes. that that was a, a a big learning point for me as well. It's something I, I I also realized that even though it wasn't quite right for me in terms of career, it still was an important lesson to learn that as well. It's like we say, it's the flip side of it, isn't it? That you might try something out and go, I never, ever want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but I have yeah, done yeah, it yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like that wasn't exactly what it is for you. But actually, it, 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 I think also, and I know it's happened for other people, it gives what you call desk hunger. Is actually you're like, I want to get mm. back to my research now. I'm really excited mm. about that kind of getting back in and diving back in um, and, and getting this PhD done. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I think it, it's worth knowing that, yeah, it could be quite quite a tricky thing to come out of your research and be away yeah. from that. Yeah, the timing was important. Yes, um, yes. And and even while away, even though, like I said, I had results and stuff, I was in the back of my mind that oh god, I've only got <laughs> I've got yeah, a year yeah. left to finish. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, I mean, maybe in in retrospect. I I would have tried to get things done a bit faster and then taken the break slightly right. earlier. Right. Right. Um, to have a bit more time or to have finished everything before writing and then had the had it then or something like that, perhaps. That's really interesting, isn't it? I think as you say, I think the timing is quite delicate. Yeah. Um and I, I think that it's 
well as you say you met someone at a conference and then things evolved from there and that is often how things happen but um it's worth just thinking about how this fits with the flow of your work Um, yeah which is not always easy to know on a phd let's be honest um but it it it's I think that kind of having that conversation with yourself and the potential placement can be really useful, can't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, so this, but overall, this is very positive. I'm liking this. So would you have any advice then? It's because we come, we're always at the end of the end of the um, episode. I always unfairly ask people for top tips, which is, of course is not, is not good. But um, what sort of advice would you have um, for people who are thinking about doing an internship or about to engage in an internship? I would say, look into yourself and think about what type of, what type of person you are, what your, um, you know what your strengths and weaknesses are and then maybe tailor it uh towards that and it could be but either in the sense of taking advantage of your strengths which is i suppose sort of what i did but also it could be trying to address a weakness that you would like to uh maybe tackle or or turn into a strength mm. so i think mm. i think that's it's, it's important to be reflective and and take the time to think and and also to speak to lots of people try and find people that have had experience in it i mean i'd be happy to talk to people myself uh, if if that was helpful um, yes but yeah also supervisors you know there are people in in uh public engagement departments for me that in sheffield where i was talking to them about their job you know talk to people network and and try and think about what type of things could be useful for you based on your strengths and your weaknesses that's golden that's golden and we will have your details um in the in the show notes i'm sure you're getting inundated now and you'll be <laughs> thank you for that but i think it reminds me of we had someone else uh, david mendes was on um the podcast uh, talking about um kind of having a chat with people while you're a phd researcher having mm. a chat with people about the work that they do the jobs that they do to do that kind of thought experiment of is this would this be something that's interesting for mm. me? Is this the right thing? Yeah, um, absolutely. And like you said, because it's actually a, a process of self-reflection mm. and of knowing knowing yourself and what what really will, you know, you'll be able to shine in or um, work to develop skills in. Ah, oh, Samia, thank you so much. Um, You're so welcome. This has been a true joy. What a lovely interviewee you are. What else can I interview about? This is this is this is what I'm asking myself. But, but thank you so much for thank you so much for your time um, oh, and no for that insight because I think it, it is a bit mysterious. I think the sure, internship. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that too. Yeah, so I think it's really useful to sort of open that up. And of course, people are going to have very different experiences. But I think that the, the mm. sense of what the process might be like and the sort of things you might do are mm, so yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being here oh you're welcome it's been a pleasure and thank you all for listening